I'm, I'm cool, I'm the coolest, hanging out with young people all the time. Hello, fellow kids, here I am. What's up, dude? <laughs> What's up? How you doing? Thank you for having me. Yeah, dude. So, um, <laughs> the... The funny thing is I don't really like get into a whole lot and, and and maybe the people who this if this is the first time they're hearing the show or if this is the first time they're checking out the show. Uh, cool. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, you'll you'll learn if, if you continue this journey with me that I don't really do like lots of intros. So like that was kind of it. <laughs> like at the 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 um, the name of the podcast, the the name of the episode usually says the person's name in it. So if I start this big intro and then I go, reveal, it's their name. You already knew it was their name when you clicked on this episode. Hello, everybody. I'm talking to Ozzy Crash. What's up? I'm Ozzy Crash, as you know from the description and the intro. That wasn't an intro. Don't call it an intro. <laughs> Uh, but how you doing, Corey? How you feeling? I, I'm 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 doing swell, man. Um, I I just always I kind of thought maybe um I think I think maybe you were surprised about uh about me wanting you to do the show with me. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm I'm super green. I'm just I'm new to the industry. I'm happy to be here. You know. Anyway, I'm not talking the podcast. I'm talking the wrestling industry. Wrestling. I'm talking I'm talking big meaty men. With big chests and big muscles, bumping meat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Bump, bumping meat. Bumping meat with Corey Castle. That's not the name of the show. No, no. Well, well um, I, I was gonna, I was thinking about uh, calling it that in the beginning. I was gonna have little pieces of T-bone steak that were had bumper cars on top of them on the track with the antennas, and they were bang, gonna bang into each other. Oh, that, that would have been way better. Honestly. I'd, I'd go to that yet. podcast. <laughs> well, I miss what you said. Oz. I, I spoke right over you. Sorry. Oh, you know, you're good. That's, that's my fault. It's my fault. You're all good though. You were going to say, uh, you were going to say you're going to have that podcast. Is that going to be yours? Oh podcast? no, that's not my podcast. I'm going to ditch your podcast and go to that one. <laughs> Any, yeah, I can be bought and uh T-bone steaks and uh bumper cars sound uh pretty appealing. T-bone steaks, cheese, eggs, and Welch's grape. Um, just, you know, just a just a biggie lyric, real quick. Just drop a biggie lyric on you, right quick. Dang, how old are you? Oh my goodness. Uh, we 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 really we had this conversation the other night. Well, yeah, but this was this was more for the viewers. I was oh, yeah. I was people, uh, talking that who, mess as I tend to. Oh yeah, people who listen to this already know that I'm 39 years old. I think mostly. I don't know. I I should operate as if this is the first time anyone's ever hearing anything I'm ever saying, or the first time anyone's watching anything I'm doing. Hello, welcome. I'm Corey Castle, and it's great to be uh, your content that you're consuming at this very moment. Okay, that, that was like five seconds of dead air. I feel like I feel like I should be talking more. I'm not really sure. You're the host, right? You, like you, I, I don't want to. Really, I don't want to interject really too gotta, much. You really gotta. You really gotta uh, put less stress on yourself over it. Oh air no, no, I'm not. Sometimes, and it's really totally fine. I'm not stressing like that. I'm just you're 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 the driver here. I don't want to. 
I don't want to stomp on your little podcast here, even if it doesn't have T-bone steaks and bumper cars. Uh, yeah, no T-bone steaks and bumper cars. <laughs> I, I kind of almost want to go like, it's 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 kind of fascinating to like, to kind of like organically just converse with you and then answer your questions that you've got. And we're just, just kind of like, um, Similar to like the other night when we talked, this is the exact same thing. I'm just thinking like, well, this is on the record, except. Oh, well then, then we're perfect. We're just, we're just chilling. Just I'll try and uh, relax a little more. Two buds hanging out. Two buds, two buds chill. Two buds with big muscles and big chests bumping me. Chills and chill and and giving y'all's chills. Y'all's chills. So, how did you come across the the wrestling business? Uh did you the the business or like what was my in? Yeah, how did how did you get into it? Like, what? I mean, not not like what got you into wrestling? Who gives a fuck about that? I'm, no, yeah, you are in it and you like it. What made you want to do it? Well, like, I guess there's a couple answers to that, right? You know, besides obviously, you know, I grew up a fan and I just was close to a wrestling school and wanted to go. Uh, but uh, my little brother, actually, I thought he was going to start doing this way before I was. Like, he's super in shape. He probably likes wrestling more than I do. And uh, the idea was uh, he was going to save up some money and then go to MCW in Joppa, which is like an hour away from where I am right now. Um. But he, you know, he got cold feet over the whole situation. Like, he just kind of thought that he didn't have what it took to just kind of go in here. And I was like, well, Dude, that's... none of us do. But we do it anyway. <laughs> none of us but, do. We, we're figuring it out on the go. Like, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, it's kind of nonsense. So I'm like, screw it. I'll do it. And if I can do it, you can fucking do it. I can swear, right? That's not like an issue. Yeah, that's absolutely. So, right. Okay, great. I'm I'm a potty mouth. I've totally I have to bleep my promos. I can't contain myself. Understood. That's totally cool. I mean, I think I I think I let an F word slip just a couple minutes ago. All right, perfect. Even more relaxed than I was before. But uh, anyway, I ended up uh, instead of going to MCW, I moved back down to Virginia to kind of help like support my sister. Cause she had just gotten out of a relationship and she was worrying about like bills at her apartment and things like that. And I was like, you know what? I'll come down there. I'll help support. Uh, I made friends with, um, it was actually one of my sister's friends. Uh, but he was just like kind of down the way. And we, uh, we found we both like wrestling and, uh, I was telling him about, you know, how I plan to go to MCW and I was kind of bummed that I ended up having to move down to Virginia. And he was like, you know, there's a wrestling school, like, 16 minutes up the road right I was like, 16 minutes up the road there's a wrestling school that i can go to right now so uh, i ended up going to the body by d gym and uh signing up with uh pwa pro wrestling alliance um and you know they were like a family to me they took me in i was super nervous just because like i don't look the part like i'm not a big burly man but i came down there and it was just it was just a bunch of regular guys and i was like oh yeah that's this is it like i can do this and i don't know it was kind of special like when i when i walked in there for the first time and i asked about the wrestling school they brought me to the back and they showed me the ring and i was just like everything changed 
when I saw a wrestling ring in front of me that I could just like get in, I was like, holy shit, man. Like this, like, like I'm doing it. I, so I just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, the weight of it doesn't get on me enough to think about the fact that most people who like wrestling or like casually like wrestling or even the diehard fans of wrestling have never touched a ring before, have never like been in one. Chris Jericho, man. Okay, what, what what's Christian? What's he say? He's got a promo right now. I'm not watching. It was just he did just they did a thing with the the appreciators. The appreciation society. Yeah. Those scallywaggers. Yeah. And uh Cornette calls them the appreciators. The appreciators. I love me some Jim Cornette. Gosh, it, it's crazy because I had always kind of seen Jim Cornette from afar and just kind of heard like the opinions that were like shitty from him because like that's what circulates, right? It's just mm-hmm. Jim Cornette says something and everyone's just like, oh, up in arms about it. Um, and then I don't even know when it was, probably like a year and a half ago. I was like, well, I'm gonna check this dude out. And I'm just like, wait, this dude mainly has good opinions on wrestling in the industry. Like, I don't agree with everything, but I'm like, wait, this guy, this guy's kind of spitting facts. Yeah, Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette is a, is a, he's a better listen than people are giving him credit for. People go, look, oh, he's out of touch. Like, no, I think he is. Uh, I think he's just the right amount of it. There's, there's some stuff, yeah, probably. Uh, that he, you know, maybe he, he, he like maybe f- flies too close to the sun on, but uh, most of the, most of the opinions that he has are ones that come from a credible place. No, I, I totally agree with that. Like um, I'd probably disagree with him on like, you know, his, his disdain for like gimmick comedy wrestling and stuff like that. Cause I love that shit. Like the, the sillier, the better, it's kind of, honestly. It's kind of the nature of the beast now. Like all of it sort of is the nature of the beast. It's what the wrestling business has become, unfortunately. But uh, fortunately enough for Jim Cornette, he's found a way to 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 make a living off of it still. Like how much do you think he's making off of his podcast? Those are like the number one podcasts and like uh, merchandise sales and all this stuff. He seems like he's doing okay. No, totally. He's got he's got two podcasts. He sells like action figures and all this merch. And uh, so as, as much as the current wrestling sucks, it's making him his money. Oh, yeah. you think current wrestling sucks? No, as that's much a as hot take. Money. That oh, okay. I was about to say, wait, that's that's a Jim Cornette take. Wait I a don't minute. Think, I don't think current wrestling sucks. I think current wrestling is awesome. I, oh, I think totally agree. Some of it, some of it sucks, but I mean, that's the nature of it. Some stuff's gonna suck. Not everything's for everybody. No, but that's the great thing about it is there's. There's so much wrestling that's accessible now that there's not too much to complain about. Like, yeah, you can you can watch Raw and be like, oh, this is a boring, unwatchable product, which, quite frankly, I at this point in time, I don't think that's a very good take anymore. It, um, it but there. but if there's if there's something you don't like, you could just watch something else. Like there is definitely something for everybody out there. Yeah, I think we can. I think we can. Um, we could probably create a whole new fan base. I think that uh, you know, like the the fan base of pro wrestling from from day one, 
let me let me just say my day one of fandom and of wrestling probably mm-hmm. came 96 97 something like that so like i think the, there were so many fans and like stone cold happened and the rock happened and it was so nwo happened it was such a such a like a like a powder keg of the time. Yeah. Um, there, it, it seems almost like there's gotta be that now. It's just that people are, people did the fade away. They faded away from being wrestling fans. And yeah. There's gotta be a pop that makes it go. Oh yeah. This is why we loved this stuff. And they, they fell off because it kind of like became a, it became mo- mostly a product for kids. So then most people thought like, oh, that's something you kind of got to grow out of because it was like mostly just like little little kid stuff. And yeah. mostly little kids were watching wrestling because for a while it became an, a monopoly of a children-based company. Yeah, it's like appealing to like families and stuff like that. You know, PG so era, kinda like, quite literally. Kinda like bruised the entire sport. Maybe I don't. I don't really know because the thing was, it, I remember growing up because I'm I'm young as hell, right? So like I was a I was a kid in like you know 2007 2008, but even then I remember everybody watching it. Like I remember being able to. I mean, I guess I guess that's what you're saying. I, I was a kid, but I just remember going to school and everyone talking about what was going on. And now it's like I swear it's like it, it's like Christmas when I meet another wrestling fan because so many people it's just. It's just not their thing. Around that time, when you were a kid, it was aimed at (laughs) you. I don't remember. I I wouldn't say that though. I remember feeling real awkward sitting on the couch with my uh, my parents watching uh, Lita and Edge get it on in the middle of the ring. Yeah, but you know, it eventually (laughs) became (laughs) more became aimed at little kids. So people who were growing with, like growing up, the product wasn't growing with them. And I think that might be something that needs to be re-explored. Like, get like something that's that's got to grow with the kids. It can't just be for kids and only for the for always kids. It has to be for kids and for people who are growing, like the kids who are growing. Like, I don't think. Yeah. I think the amount, like the majority of people who are wrestling fans, are very casual wrestling fans. They're not like very die-hard wrestling fans. But, like, I don't know what it'll take to make anybody who's a very casual fan become more diehard. I mean, other than, like, something they, like, radically identify with. See, I I see it the opposite way, honestly. I feel like all the wrestling fans at this point are the diehards. I feel like all the casual fans kind of left. You know, like if you if you ask someone about wrestling, most of them are like, oh, yeah, I love that back in the day. You know, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, like or you get the whole nine yards. You talk to somebody and they're like, oh, my gosh, dude, John Moxley's been carrying the company on his back. Like, I don't I don't really see a lot of uh, in between. That might just be me and my interactions. But I quite frankly think there aren't enough casual wrestling fans. Yeah, we let's let's make an effort. Stamp it right now. Let's stamp it. Uh, we're going to make more of an effort to create more casual wrestling fans. That's perfect. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do a call to action. We'll start putting up flyers like it's a like it's an indie show for like Raw and SmackDown on a, 
you know, you know bulletin casual boards. And... Casual wrestling <laughs> fans don't get in on the chance as well. Maybe we had a bit casual wool. Casual Casual wool. Yeah. Casual. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think this is the podcast to convince uh, casuals to start watching wrestling. No. I think this this may not be the best platform, no, unfortunately. Who, who, really, who really knows what <laughs> I think I think honestly that everybody who is a wrestling fan that's that that big of a wrestling fan should be telling all their friends about how great it is and like convincing their fans not to their friends not to be so like hard headed and and just eliminate your skepticism about this because it is something greater than what you are giving it credit for because you're closed minded for some reason. I think so. Like, I definitely, I definitely kind of understand like the notion of people just kind of looking at wrestling and viewing it, you know, through like their own scope and just being like, Oh, it's fake. Like we've all heard that. We've yeah. all heard that. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's very, it's very um, dismissive of the people who are involved. Like it's really, it's really like, I, I just, uh, I just put it up thing the other day that was uh my friend kurt he's a filmmaker he said um he said uh fans of ballet or non-ballet fans don't ever like talk about uh ballet or malign the art form or anybody who does uh like ballet and go oh like those stupid ballet fans they think they're <laughs> like a swan Straight up. Oh, you you know you know that uh, organized dancing is is staged, oh, right? So you know it's all predetermined. That girl's not <laughs> a real swan. <laughs> yeah, but it's like every everything that you watch is structured in some way. So I mean, everything is a work. I mean, sometimes football, you know, football games and and baseball games aren't as real as you think they are. The score is structured by the officiating and by the sponsors and by the town. And like, there's way more to it. There's advertising dollars behind uh, everything going this certain way and everything going that certain way. So that we kind of all consume the things that give them the money that they want. Oh, for sure. That's, that's how TV deals work in, uh, in things. all the, the, the entire NFL schedule is just made around uh, TV deals. Like, I'm not talking – I'm not talking, like, it being, like, a work or anything like that. Like, I, I super don't believe that. But it's like, yeah, like, the NFL season, it's like all the games that they have, it's it's not just to play the games. It's like, oh, which – we're going to have these two teams play because, oh, that's going to be a great primetime matchup, and uh, NBC is going to get this one, and then CBS is going to get this one. So it's and like – you don't think that has anything to do with the results of the game? No, no, I, I, I will, I will definitely die on this hill that I, I don't think it's staged. I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, but I know. Well, I, I don't know either. Uh, what's that? I said I don't know either. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not claiming to like. Here's a new conspiracy that I'm subscribing to, but uh, for the most part, I mean, reality shows aren't reality, and uh, oh no, reality shows are bullshit. Those. Those so, are all I mean, producers. What does it make you think that all those things that you thought were real aren't as real as you thought they were? I mean, uh, it, it, it can kind of make you like, 
when when stuff gets exposed to you as being a work, do you then um, question everything? What do you mean by that? Like, when you find out Santa Claus is your parents, mm. do you then go, what else am I being lied to about? Um, maybe, maybe a little. Like, not to get, like, too deep into it. You know, I'm not, like, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist or anything. But I, I think it's okay. very good to Care kind careful. of... Uh... Careful, folks. He's oh, no, 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 yeah. I start crying. I'm like, what, what, what do you mean, Sin is my parents? <laughs> he wrote me a letter. I have it in this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, Corey. Like, it showed up, Corey. Presents under the tree every year. I don't know. I don't know what you have to say about that. Checkmate. Checkmate. <laughs> no, but like, uh, definitely there are a lot of things in this world that just kind of, you kind of realize that there are other forces at play in the way a lot of things work, you know, like money and politics and, you know, that trickling down to uh, like corporations and thing like, things like that. Um, so in, in one sense, yes, finding out like the, the truth about something uh, can kind of, you know, warp your worldview to be a little bit more cautious and suspicious. Um, but I'd say that I kind of view a lot of things suspiciously. Uh, I think a lot of people do. I think that's just human nature. You know, I, I kind of feel like our our general like curiosity that just kind of like drives mankind kind of um lead us to sift things out in that way so i wouldn't say that like me me you know finding out something i didn't know before like shatters my worldview and makes me feel like some type of way about everything because i kind of think that's more of like a like kind of a, a a default place to be in you know like i feel like we're just all uh kind of trying to look at things beyond their surface value anyways, just to kind of understand them. As, as Lionel would say, sort of omens, give me sight beyond sight. No, I don't know about sight beyond sight. That's, that's, that's a little much. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You're asking for too much. You, you can't, you know what? Let's give it to somebody else. Somebody else is going to now say, I have the power and ho. Not you, Lion O. Why don't you sit this one out, pal? Were you more of like a, a Thundercats kid or a He Man kid? I, I think, I think that both of those things were while I was too young. Like, I remember liking them a lot and I remember having all of the toys for both of those mm. things. And like being a, being a fan of it when I was a kid, but never enough to like stick with it or like return to it. So oh, that's interesting. I feel like a lot of a lot of people, especially nowadays, um, like really take what they liked as a kid and kind of put it in the forefront of like I'm not going to say their whole personality. Well, like I do, I have a lot of Ninja Turtle stuff. I was a big. Ninja Turtles fan. Oh, I, I love me some Ninja Turtles. But I don't. I don't around. go back and rewatch all the old cartoons and stuff. Like, uh, they probably aren't very good. But uh, I mean, no, I, you're you're looking at them with nostalgia goggles, right? 
Yeah. Yes. The, like like it was said in in dog in the movie Dogma. Uh, your 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 faith is like a glass, and uh, and it's got and it's got to be repoured. You drank it all, and you got to repour it. And uh, somebody somebody's got to uh, refill that glass, I guess. What things like from your childhood have you say have like kind of stuck with you, if anything? Um, stand up comedy mostly. I mean, I'd say like I, I liked stand up comedy when I was a kid, and I still like stand up comedy really the same, if not more. Well, I guess that makes sense because you know that's that's an entire like brand of comedy. Like it's it's going to evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like go back and like watch old standups that you like sometimes, feel funny about? Not, I mean, sometimes not like not like way old, but like definitely like like the like the like the early two thousands maybe. Like I don't watch stuff from like the seventies and eighties and stuff, but no, oh, I can. I, I love me some George Carlin. Oh yeah, I, I do. I do like some George Carlin sometimes. Sometimes I like some prior, but I can't watch it back all the time. Oh, of course not. That's that's the kind of the thing about stand-up comedy is it's not really subverting your expectations if you're rewatching it. Right. Yes. And I never really got into Bill Hicks, but like, give me a reason to. <laughs> I mean, I, I laughed at I laughed at Mark Mar Mark Marin did the joke about Bill Hicks yelling <laughs> yelling at some lady who he was bombing on stage in front of. And he said, I'm a poet. I'm a fucking poet. <laughs> and then the lady screamed, tell us a poem. <laughs> that's that's some good heckling. Yeah. yeah. She was quick with it. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Really, really, she had that right in the quiver to pull it right out and, and shoot him with that one. Were you, uh, were you a big Bill Cosby fan? No, not really. I mean. I watched the Cosby show when I was a kid, um, but oh, yeah, everybody, same. everybody did. I mean, it was on Nick at Night all the time. Oh, yeah. Reruns. I, mean, I had a box set of like season three. So that shit, that shit broke my heart. Yeah. I used to watch the, the show that he did, the Fat Albert show. I watched that, too, when I was a kid. And uh, no, I never really got into Fat Albert, no. I mean... It was cool when you're a little kid and you're yeah. watching cartoons. Yeah, I thought it was great. And especially because it was Cosby doing it. And we were all fans of Cosby when when Cosby was big. Like, we were all kind of fans of Cosby. And it was cool to have Cosby be the voice of these characters. Like, yeah, I, 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 I watched. And what was the, was it on Fat Albert when he would draw stuff on TV? That, that sounds like it. Like I said, I wouldn't know. I wasn't a big guy. Uh... Cosby, uh, not Cosby show. Uh, uh, Fat Albert, like consumer. It was. It was a little before my time. Yeah, it was a little before your time. Yes. Were, were you born in uh, two thousand? No. Okay, I'm not that young, but ni- ninety eight. So pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. Yeah, ninety eight. Yeah, it's a, you're a young pup, dude. Ninety eight. Ninety eight was the year. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a young buck. I was I was fourteen in ninety eight, and that was the first year I took bumps in a ring. That's crazy. You could have babysat me. Yeah, I could have. <laughs> I mean, I had no attention span, so you would have probably got hurt. But 
But nah, I, I was a pretty safe kid. Uh, I was really low maintenance. Put me in front of a, a GameCube, and be that'll be fine. What, what was the best GameCube game? Oh, okay. Um, shoot, I I played. I, this wasn't until I was like older. Like when I was younger, I played. You know, like Animal Crossing. I played Super Smash Brothers Melee. I'd say the game I got the most mileage out of though was probably Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four. Yeah. Like I don't like I don't think the game has aged very well. Like trying to play it after you know a decade and a half of playing like skate and it being like physics based, it's it's kind of hard to get back into. But by God, that soundtrack! Oh my goodness, I still listen to so many songs that are on the soundtrack Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four. Like no one, I don't know if that was like Tony or a development, like yeah. a, a team of developers that put the soundtrack together but, or something. They yeah, uh, uh, never saw, never saw. But uh, yeah, they they did not miss. They Here did I not am, doing everything I can. Exactly, Goldfinger. That What's shit's that? timeless. Goldfinger, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I got the um, I got the PlayStation. They for they for PS4 they re-released one and two, as a as a one console game. Oh yeah. And I got that, and I played it like crazy for two or three days, and then I never played it again. Yeah, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, I used to love these boards. All right. <laughs> these mu- the songs, man. Cool. All right. I'm losing and tired of this. Um, yeah. That's that's a sad reality. I, I really don't think the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, games have the replayability that Skate does. Like, like skate, you can really just you can really just stick around. Like, I have fun playing skate, but Tony Hawk, man, it's all right. I never played the skate game, but I was. You've into, never played skate? No, I was into I was into Tony Hawk Underground games too. That thought those were good. Oh yeah, no, the story for those games go hard. Yeah, like yeah. I I'd say they hold up. Like not just nostalgia. I just think it's like there's a certain charm about it because it's very like not not too edgy, like early two thousands humor. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it's fun. Yeah, and I always thought it was cool to see to see Bam Margera in in those games and stuff. Yeah, I was a big fan of like um, uh, CKY the, the when those were those were big. Oh, that's a that's a throwback. You were watching like stunning oh, yeah. skate videos. I was watching. I was watching. I was watching CKY, CKY, like all the CKY, CKY, two K. CKY 2K2 or whatever. I, I like CKY3, CKY4. I think CKY4 was probably like the one I watched the most. And then Haggard, when that came out, that was uh that was uh the movie that that uh they that they had written that I guess Bam had written and it was like Brandon D. Camillo. I was a big fan of Brandon D. Camillo, I thought he was so funny. Damn, you know? I, 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 nah, nah, man. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a young buck. Okay. I grew up on Jackass. Well, I mean, Brandy Camillo was on a little bit of Jackass. Nah, everyone was on a little bit of Jackass. If you're, <laughs> if you're a skater or a stunt man, you've probably been on Jackass. <laughs> I, I, uh, the, the, um, here's a story that I don't know if I've ever told, but, uh, Back in the day, um, it was probably 2001 or something. 
I had like exchange somehow exchanged email addresses with Rake Yan from CKY. You know the the guy with the long hair was like, ah, that guy. Yeah. Um. And um, we were going back and forth with the emails, and uh, and I sent him, I sent him DVDs of CZW at the time. Yeah. Because you know that's where I was. And I was like, hey, man, like, would you would you want to come through to a show and, like, do a stunt in the ring? And he was like, yeah, I'm all for it. And, like, gave him the day. And he um, he didn't show up. And then we never talked about it again. Damn. And then uh, and then I saw him again. Like, I saw him again at a CKY concert, like, um, like seven months later or something. And he's like, oh. You're gonna kill me, dude. And I was like, <laughs> why are you saying that? And he's like, We just shot an episode of Viva La Bam with the wrestling ring, and like we had these wrestlers and stuff, and I was trying to find your information and I couldn't find it. Son yeah. of a bitch. So I would have been in the Viva La Bam episode with the wrestling ring, uh, with my friends if uh if Ray Gian had found my information. Man, missed opportunity. Bastard. Some that that something that can truly only happen pre-social media. Yep. Ah, damn it! I looked for your info, I couldn't find it. <laughs> and he said he was like, I think they they used Midian or something. Okay, <laughs> like a like a, a mask or something. Remember Midian, or was it Gideon? What was the guy? Gideon sounds more correct, but I think that's just because that's a name. No, I think it was Midian. It was the guy who used to have. He he was in the the Ministry of Darkness. He was um. He was like the nudist guy in WWF. Um, God, what else? Uh, he was in the 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 um. What the hell was that name? That name of that team with the 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 hog farmer guys. The hog farmer guys. Yeah, it was a hillbilly gym managed them in the nineties. Um, Man, you're killing me here. You're putting me on the spot. I can't take it. Can't take it. Anyway, but you know, the nineties in WWF was a was a real crazy thing, huh? Did you? Oh yeah, for you, sure. When you started like getting into it, did you like have to go back and like watch all those all that footage? Did you go? Back and like relive well, nostalgia. Here, here's the I mean, thing about that is, uh, yeah, like I had, my, well, I guess my dad, he had a couple of uh, wrestling tapes, but they were all WCW. My dad was definitely a WCW guy. The only thing he really liked about uh, WWF until, you know, like maybe, maybe the, uh, like the turn of the century, was The Rock. My dad will stand by that The Rock is 100 times better than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Don't even add him. Um, and Taker. Uh, and they were both in the product when I started watching. So, but yeah, for the most part, no, uh, I watched a lot of old uh, WCW. I, I don't know that I retained much. I watched a lot of Benoit. Uh, definitely made me want to be a technical wrestler until I like got in a ring. And I was like, nope, this shit is hard. Cannot do that. Like, I'll get there. But um. 
yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just kind of expected to be able to go in there and just like intuitively be a technician. It's like, nah. <laughs> because you watched it on TV? I mean, kind of. You're like, uh, you know what? I can do everything I watch on TV just as good as the people who watch <laughs> on TV. No, like that. Well, that's, that's the crazy thing is like all the shit that I thought was going to be incredibly difficult is the, like that's the easy part. It's everything that I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, dude, fucking I can do that. No, that, that stuff. Can that's you give the hard me examples shit. just so that I can understand that a little clearer? Um, no, just like moves and stuff, you know, yeah, it's like, like I'm uh, saying, please, like, be more specific. What, what okay. are you talking about? Uh, I guess like uh, like taking a power bomb and then giving just like you know basic things suplexes, hip tosses, body slams like that's the like especially slamming people like picking them up and slamming them down. I was like, I'm a little guy, I can't do all that. That was gonna be it's easy. Yeah, it's like oh, like, they're they're posting like it's it's not that difficult. But then you know just like locking up with someone and like chaining, it's like holy crap, like that's 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 hard. And it's even even more difficult to make it look like natural and not stiff. I kind of thought because like I'd seen bad wrestling, you know. Mm-hmm. You've seen people like lock up and start chaining. You're like, come the fuck on, man! Like you yeah. can do easier. I feel like I feel like you can go to a show and watch two people lock up and try to chain around and then not know what the fuck they're doing, and mm-hmm. then be like, why am I here? Why am I? Why am I? <laughs> considered on the level of these jabrones who don't even know what the hell they're doing um i i've seen it i've been on i've been on so many crap shows uh, in comedy we'd call them hell gigs i've been working hell gigs as a wrestler for a very long time what what's the worst match you've ever been a part of like have you ever like been in a match and you're just like we got to go home brother like this shit's not working well, you know, there's a part of me that that thinks that like there's an there's like an ego that like there's a part mm-hmm. of me that goes, oh, maybe I can save this. Anytime it's been <laughs> so bad, I just try to save it and make it better, and it's not getting any better. Um, but I, you know, it's tough for me to pinpoint anything as like a a great example of when it's been really bad. But um, I have to say. I have to say, um, back. Okay, I think I, I think I've told you this before, and I'll I'll just kind of I'll kind of uh, cheat I'll kind of shorten it, cheat the story a little bit, just to make it more you know succinct. But yeah. um, when I first started, I started at a school that wasn't uh, wasn't a respected school. It was barely like it was like some dudes just build a ring in their garage. And yeah. they they used to be wrestlers at another wrestling school. And they were like, oh, we think we can do our we can do something better. So they built their own school. And um I I was, you know, I, I was not really trained correctly. And one of one of the dudes who was like the adults there, one of the dudes who was the adults there was this guy. I can't even remember his name. I can't remember his name, and I'm not gonna say it because I you know. I don't want to, I don't want to, I, he, he probably knows he sucks and uh, <laughs> he doesn't need the press of going like, Oh, Corey, Corey's bashing me on his podcast. Oh but, yeah. Uh, one of the adults who was there, like as one of our trainers uh, 
I came across him years and years later. Um, and they were like, Oh, you're going to be working with insert insert name here. I can't, let's say his name was Francis. They're like, Oh, you're going to be working with Francis over here. And then, um, I, then I, I was like, I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to keep it super simple. Right. Because I know this guy doesn't know how to really work. But like maybe he's been around it long enough that he kind of like sniffed up the right answers, right? Yeah. Um, I I called like I called like a real simple two step start, and he blew it like the first one second. So like he had he like had the most blank I don't know what the hell I'm doing look on his face when I like when I like went for the when I went for the when I went for the hip out of the. When I went for the hip out of the lockup, he was like, and I had like a big panicky look on his face. And I was like, this guy doesn't know how to work. And, and I was trying to salvage it and it was still bad. And, uh, and I don't remember it ever getting better. And it was the shits. Well, yikes. I don't remember how long ago it was. I know it was for uh, Don Montoya in Levittown somewhere and it was at a, a venue that I used to go to when I was a kid to watch wrestling shows so a lot of it was like dude I got to I got to wrestle in a lot of buildings that I used to go to as a fan as a kid and I, I think that like really you know that really scratches that nostalgia itch that makes sense I'm excited to wrestle in like 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 uh in like Joppa or Hollywood, like any of the MCW places, because like I didn't I didn't really get to see a lot of uh, wrestling growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, but so the first indie show I ever went to was an MCW show in like 2018, maybe like pre pandemic. Like the first the first wrestlers I ever saw in person that weren't you know at a live show or whatever were uh, were Bobby and Robbie. Who's the tag team? They were a comedy gimmick. You probably know uh, Robert Locke. He's the current MCW champion. I he he just took the strap off of Ken Dixon, but it was really I funny because don't think I know him. I oh, dang. I, 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 not to say that I might not know him. I mean, like, no, you you might. I'm not saying you're you're like, expected to. I'm like, hey, no, this is the. If we like ran into each other at a room, we're like, hey, bud, what's up, dude? And, <laughs> like that probably would happen, but I don't know it to hear his name. Like I know, I know a good amount of MCW people. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know their names right off the off the. If you were to list them, like I know Ryan. Like I know Ryan since we were both young. Uh, Ryan McBride. McBride, yes. Um, and Keikoa. Oh, love me some Keikoa. Yeah. Uh, who else MCW people do I know? Uh, uh, I I don't know. I I'm totally blanking now. But. It's okay. I, I don't expect a, a the whole roster call of the MCW. Mm -hmm. right, but yeah. yeah, Bobby and Robbie, first guys I ever saw. They were like a. I could tell they had been there for a while and just kind kind of hadn't like broken out otherwise. But they were just there. They were just a couple guys and they just went hey and they were like silly, right? Um. Fast forward when I start doing this, I'm on social media and, you know, I'm making my, my Instagram and just like following everybody. Like if you look like you're a wrestler, I'm going to follow you. 
just to kind of like get a good like idea of everyone around mm -hmm. here. And uh, now Robbie wasn't one of those people, but I remember uh, coming to my phone and seeing like Robert Locke started following you. So I go to check out his account. I'm like, oh my God, it's Robbie. I made it. Like, <laughs> 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 like, oh my gosh, the first wrestler I ever saw started following me before I even started following him. It's like, oh my goodness, it's real. Like, I'm really here. I'm really doing this, which is like silly and stupid. Uh, but I've been doing this you for know, under a year. You know so. what? Uh, don't maybe don't minimalize it. Like, for sure, like maintain humble inside of it. <laughs> but, but really, it is awesome to be like, like I, I've done it myself where I am now, I am now not now working with, but now have worked with and have been around just as long or longer than the people who I used to watch when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, so uh, I get to be, I get to be like, Hey, remember I used to go to see you at shows when I was a kid. <laughs> now people get to say that to me. So I get to That's be insane. Both, both ends of that. And uh, wow. What a cool, what a cool uh, thing to be able to do. Like I, I, I love a, I love a, a good little compliment. Like, Do you ever sign autographs? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like cut off your train of thought. You can keep going. That's a, that's a pretty simple one to circle back to, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody really wants it. Who wants autographs anymore? It happens. I've, I've flagged some people down. I've had people like come up to me at shows and be like, Hey, you know, Victor Walker? I'm like, yeah. Can you get him? Can you get him to come and sign this? Yeah, <laughs> fucking of course. Yeah, I mean, it, it's important for people to have that memory to bring it with them. Like I remember, yeah. I used to get autographs at shows when I was a kid. Like I got, I went to a bunch of ECW shows when I was a kid. I got a a piece of a table that like Sabu and Cronus broke in a match, and that's I pretty sick. Sabu signed it, and like RVD signed it, and like. Bam Bam Bigelow signed it, and like, and then I had a, a program that had like um, Nova signed it, and Danny Doring signed it, and Roadkill, and all uh, all the all like the big TV names in ECW. Yeah, at that time I was I was getting all of them to sign my stuff, so I I I get it, I get it, but like, I get it. Our shows, uh, not, our shows aren't like that anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, I understand. Well, mostly just kids because they're yeah. just like, oh, yeah, you're a wrestler. They don't. They don't, they don't care. Like, they don't. <laughs> they want me to sign something. They don't even know what my name is. Like, yeah. if I, I could write ding, ding, bop, da, blah, 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 <laughs> on the on the paper and they would be like, oh, this is exactly who I got there. Oh, later on, look at this. This says ding, bat, doom, ba, doom. And it's like, you know, it was, uh, it, it was, it didn't matter, but it does. I mean, I guess it does because I mean, if we, we made some kind of impression on a kid or if made some kind of a impression on a, a fan or turn them into a fan that they weren't going to already be, I think I operate a lot of times by thinking like a lot of the people who are in the crowd, just like I said, when we started this, a lot of people who are in the crowd already have figured out that they are going to not like this and they're going to be a skeptic and they're going to, they're not going to be able to suspend their disbelief and like be, be haters on wrestling. But then like 
then watch me and kind of start changing their mind or, uh, you know, be more, maybe more invested or, or, you know, maybe, maybe get into that match a little bit more, or maybe like have some takeaways to go like, ah, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember that. Oh, remember when you did, remember when you did this or whatever. Like uh, when my girlfriend comes with me to show, she's like, remember when you flipped that guy? And I'm like, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You're talking. Remember that time you flipped? No, I no, no, not at all. But it's 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 real fun to have somebody who's that supportive and 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 loves me. I I really love it a lot. That's great. Uh, you you have your number one fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 it's funny. Like I, you think about like not wanting to like date one of the fans, but like it's, it's cool that she only was a little bit of a wrestling fan when she was a kid and she watched it with her dad or something. But like sometimes when they're like too into it, it's kind of weird. Too into it. Like, you get, like stalkers. Like too, <laughs> no, they're like too big into, into wrestling. Like, like, it's I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I I don't I don't think I've ever dated somebody who is a as big of a wrestling fan as me. And if I did, I I would think that was kind of weird. Oh, I understand. Like you you're you you there's like something charming about like having something that you're passionate about and then being able to share it with someone in a way where they're like, oh, it's so adorable that you're so into this thing. And you're like, yes, you should watch this thing. You should watch this match. As opposed to just kind of seeing eye to eye on like being fucking marks. Right. And then just, just like every other person you interact with. And you know, it's, it's cool because uh, Alyssa watches wrestling like, like a, like a, like a kid. And it's so fun to watch. Like, well, when she watches, she's like, Oh yeah. yeah oh. Like, <laughs> Kick out, kick out! Like she, like, like, oh, it's it's really fun. I I, I appreciate it. Okay. Are there any matches, uh, like in recent history, that you have gotten that into? Like, you, like completely suspended your disbelief, and you're just watching it with childlike wonder. Really, <laughs> no. none. No. I mean, I think there's matches that I watch that I like, but nothing that makes me go. <gasps> Oh no! Yeah, I'm talking about that drama. I'm talking about like that that place in your heart where you're like your your heart's pounding, and you're like, "Oh, come on, kick out." Um, I'd say I'd say the only match in recent history that really affected me like that was uh, probably probably Cena and Roman. Mm -hmm. Cena and Roman definitely did things to me. I just I had a whole bunch of people over, and it did things. Everyone there except one person was a Cena fan. Mm -hmm. And like I knew he wasn't gonna win, but I was just like, dude, fuck Roman Reigns. I went, I, I've been on a roller coaster with Roman Reigns, because like I, I remember I went to I went to the Mania like the 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 first live event after like 2020. Um, and I was just like, I just think Roman's gonna win. I think this is gonna be a thing, and it was. And I watched him. Just one by one, just beat every single competitor on the roster. So finally, when Cena came, I'm like, "Please, please save us from this." <laughs> and uh, after Cena, you know, inevitably lost, I was like, "You know what? You know what? I can get behind this. 
I can get behind this. You know what? I acknowledge the tribal chief. The tribal um, chief. They acknowledge that, 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 that was until, uh, until, uh, Royal rumble. And now I feel all types of ways about it. <laughs> because, because of, uh, because of the, the Sammy. The yeah. Sammy oh Baker. my gosh. I'm, I'm up. I'm really upset that they like, but I thought it was perfect. First of all, I thought it was perfect the way they did it. It's just kind of upsetting that they kind of blew their load in the whole thing because it was definitely the best thing going on in WWE. And I know that, you know, Sammy's not going to get his mania moment and, you know, come survivor series next year, we might not even be talking about Sammy, you know, in relation to the bloodline anymore. And it's just kind of like, it's like, man, I, I was glad I was there for the ride, but it's, it's a shame. It's, it's coming to an end, you know? I don't think, I think, I think maybe you you may be underestimating Sami Zayn. You think I, so? I think we'll still be talking about Sami Zayn by SummerSlam. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. I I think uh, you're too easy to give up on on somebody you're such a fan of. Oh, I wouldn't say give up. I just no, kind of. I'm kidding. I feel like the I'm talking about the Bloodline storyline. I, I really do think that we're coming to, you know, at least uh, the next chapter of the bloodline. Yeah. And I, I don't know that Sammy will be a part of it. I, I would have booked it the other way. I would have, uh, I, I probably would have uh, had, had Sammy win the rumble and, you know, Cody come out, cut a promo, maybe do, maybe do something with him. Uh, I would have had, I would have had uh, Cody Roman, at Elimination Chamber, and I would have had him. Uh, I would have had Cody lose because of Champions Advantage. Well, I do think that most likely what's going to happen is um, Roman's dropping the title Mania to Cody, yeah, and then going away. I, I think Roman's going away after Mania for a while. Um, who knows where? Maybe he's going to be in movies or something, but he's not mm. going to be. He's not going to be touring with WWE anymore. He's going to be doing something else. Um, a little R and R. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with. I don't know what's going to happen with Sammy, but like, I don't think he's going to be out of the picture. Like, there's going to be something going on with him at this point. Like, he's already been brought up this high. He's not going to fall back down. All right. Maybe. Maybe I've seen. I've just seen it happen too many times. Like I think, I think the last like three years of wrestling has like brought like mistrust, <laughs> and and just kind of you know people gaining momentum and then just like fucking like get back down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess. You can go back to the mid card that we don't promote. Just like oof. Yeah. What do you What are you doing out here in the main event? You curtain jerk. <laughs> get back in the first match. Yeah. But you know, we'll see what happens. I think I think uh, everything that's been going on with the company, the Triple H, not everything, because you know it's a process. But I think well, that um, there's things that we don't know, and it's fine that we don't know what. Oh going. no, we shouldn't know. Yeah, we should. We already know too much. Wrestling fans are too smart. Right. Yeah. So, at this point, 
I'm giving the show right to you as far as the the hosts the host duties. So hypothetically, the show is yours at this point. So at this point, um, ask me anything you want to ask me, or say anything you want to say. Uh, the 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 steering wheel is yours. Oh shoot! Well, if I had known the floor was going to be mine, I might have asked you less during this podcast. Shit. I feel like I'm I'm already I'm already scraping the bottom of the barrel in terms of like stuff to talk about with you, ask you. Oh, the bottom of the barrel, huh? Oh yeah. The bottom <laughs> of the barrel. And there there aren't even any stakes there. No, no, no stakes, no T bone stakes. So <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> that I have um probably w- Plenty of plenty of um, stories or um, or opinions about some stuff that could probably um, help you. I don't want to say help you, but I mean they could be something that would um, be uh, important in some way for you. And I, I want to say, like, while we're on the show. Yeah. While we're right here on the record, I know this is, you know, your, what is, what is this, uh, what's today? All right, so what, it's February, right? Yeah. So you're, you're still pretty new at the whole thing. Uh, I'm glad that we can do this right now. Do this little checkpoint, this little pin drop right here. Drop this pin. No, you know, I'm hopeful to see what happens next. And I, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to witness the evolution. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the next generation. Maybe I'm coming up. I'm getting my call up. The, the future's up. now, old man. Was this a, was this a Macaulay Culkin? Uh, no, it was, uh, I was, I was patting my baby face. That's what Macaulay it was. Macaulay Culkin? Macaulay call yeah. up? Macaulay call up. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling every single NXT call up Macaulay call up you from now on. That's that's great. <laughs> um, well, I guess while I have you here, this is—I don't know if this is necessarily great content for the podcast, but while I do have a veteran here, uh, I've noticed walking into locker rooms is really awkward, right? Because like I, I love I love chatting with people, but you know, while while I am super green, and I mean I don't think this will change uh, even you know when I'm been in the business for a while but you know i get there i shake everyone's hand i help with you know chairs maybe ring crew setup and all that and then there's always this awkward time where i feel like i should be doing something but there's not really anything to do and i just feel useless right you know i'm just like damn i'm here i'm not doing anything and i don't even know if i should be doing anything but like during that you know like uh two-hour window before people are calling matches and uh, everything's kind of kind of set up. What's what's your best advice to, like, what I should be, or I guess what one should be doing, uh, like, during that downtime, like, in the locker room? Um, you, you, I, I don't want to say should or I don't want to should on you. Like, I don't want to say what you should be doing. Like, I know the answers. What? What, what a what what an old vet may think. Uh, what I, I have done there. myself, mm-hmm. and what I'll say worked for me. Um, I would go be around the wrestlers who were 
the type that were the type of wrestlers who I'd want to be like, and I'd pick their brains and I kind of understand, try to understand the psychology of why these things happen the way they happen in the ring. And like, like what led them to make these decisions kind of like, kind of like how I host a podcast. Now I always want to like ask people their, their origin stories mostly. So, I mean, I was part of like picking the brains of vets or that doesn't necessarily have to be vets, just people who are there that can contribute some knowledge to you that will help your career. All right. So, and also then then we'll, get in the ring, get in the ring. If there's ability to get in the ring, get in the ring and yeah, and do some stuff. I try to, I get nervous about that, especially if I don't like know the bookers. Like when I, when I know the, the fucking, you know, I want, it's like, Oh yeah, they, they're using Wes Rogers ring. And it's like, Oh yeah, I have no problems like getting into the ring. But if I don't know the ring, I get like very like nervous about just like getting in there. But okay. L- let me, let me set you up a scenario then. Let's say hypothetically that you're a veteran in a locker room and I come up to you and say, Hey, you know, you've been doing this for a while. Um, and I, I'm, I'm really at the beginning of my career. Uh, what what are some things I can do to just kind of help improve? Like not like I don't I don't even know. I, see, I don't even know what I would ask. You know what I'm saying? How how do I get good? Like what? Well, all that comes with time, man. You have to know that experience is the very best teacher. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're gonna learn by doing. And right now, right now, the only doing you can do is. <laughs> is is really talk and listen <laughs> yeah like you can ask and listen i don't know if you really should do too much talking but you should do a lot of listening like you you should definitely do be watching a lot of a lot of matches dude if you have peacock if you have the network like do your research watch a lot of like stuff like i used to watch a lot of christian christian was was really crisp like if you just go Hey, I'm gonna pick a I'm gonna pick a wrestler and I'm gonna just I'm gonna just watch every single thing they do. I'm gonna watch every match they have just to kind of get a better but but back then I had to make had someone one of the tape traders made me a compilation of Christian stuff. It wasn't like I could just go on YouTube and type it in. Yeah. You know, uh so like you're you're in this great generation, take advantage of it. Uh, you can watch everything that ever happened in the WWF. Like, uh, do you know who Chuck Payne is? Not familiar. Okay. Chuck Payne is a wrestler uh, out of Jersey. But uh, he, um, he, he went back and he watched every episode of Raw consecutively from, from the first year to current, like on the network. Uh, he was doing that. He was doing that and talking about it when we were on a road trip together. But that's that's freaking awesome. I, I mean, if you could do that kind of research, like it's a, it's also a good a good piece of work to do to find out like what got what got over then, like what yeah. what, what was the crowds into, like what was that time frame like. Look around at like what the kind of t shirts people are wearing, what kind of signs people were holding up. That kind of stuff. Yeah, that 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 is good advice. Thank you for that. Yeah, you got it, man. I um, I think man, like, 
if if you have something of value that you can offer to somebody who like deserves it, like like if you have a skill or something or or like you know you do art or something, say hey like hey do you need art made? Do you need you know do you need something? Do you need me to draw something? Or um, I I like I like that idea. I think um, you know uh, show that you have some worth in some way. Yeah. I mean, maybe be somebody that's that's cool to hang around, so people will not <laughs> be opposed to you coming back. I do like that. I I try to make good impressions on people. I I fancy myself a, a social butterfly, so I just try to you know rub off on as many people as possible. Walk around and give everybody a high high five, high five, high five, high five. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. Maybe know the buildings, know know where the the fire exits are, know where the bathrooms <laughs> are, like make a mental map of where you are, and you know, uh, I mean that's a that's a that's a thing you can do anywhere you are is just kind of like notice where all the exits are and uh, where the people are coming in and where the people are going out, just to scan the scan the place. But I mean, like I was also saying, like if you have some video editing skills, offer those up. If you have some music skills, offer those up, and and, and just kind of like give what you can give, while while you're also taking the knowledge of the business, and you you're gonna you know you'll you'll find that more people maybe wanna like teach you stuff. More people will wanna wanna see you learn stuff. Well, damn, uh, I'll, I'll think about that. I know that sounds very like a generic response. Like, oh yeah, man, good advice. Wow, thanks. I'll, I'll sure think on that. Oh, but like genuinely. Thank you. I, 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 dude, I, 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 I think it's pretty clear that like, I'm, I'm happy to be a resource for you in any way. Thank you. That means a lot. I don't know. I don't really know you. I don't really know you, but I want to. Oh yeah. Well, we're, I mean, we're going to link. I mean, I'm here right now. We're, we're learning about each other yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm the type of person to keep in touch. Maybe I'm not maybe the greatest at doing it all the time, but I'm definitely the kind of guy that's just like, you know what? I'm going to call this, I'm going to call this old friend. I'm going to, I'm going to hit this person up on Instagram. I have a, I have a bad habit of, uh, this, this kind of tangent. I don't, I don't even know where this came from. I have a horrible habit of, um, it's like, you know, Friday, Saturday night, just like getting drunk and then going on my wrestling account and just like commenting on everyone's shit. Like everyone's shit, just like talking that mess. I got, I got into like a, I, I got into like a, like an online, like back and forth with, uh, with Vladimir Koloff for a really long time. That was, that, that was really funny. Uh, I, t I talked shit about Ken Dixon on Action and Dreddy's page. I don't know. I don't know that that was the best move. You, but please be careful to not. <laughs> I will. I will. Before you ever get bookings. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I think about that, especially, especially the next day. I'm like, oh man, that was really. But I don't know. I, I like, I like putting myself out there. I think it's fun to just kind of rib on people and get and some back you, and forth and you, as long as I know you, it's. In then you don't. Then you. Then you lack accountability by going. 
It wasn't me. I was playing <laughs> the character. It was a gimmick. My gimmick was that I was drunk and offensive. <laughs> I was in character, in gimmick. Yeah, no, I don't think it's that bad, except for the Ken Dixon stuff. I, I really did. I really did. I, I hope. I hope no one close to Ken is listening. I, I, I really did. Uh, <laughs> I really did kind of bury Ken Dixon. I feel kind of bad for it, but like, what did he, you say? Uh, so are you are you familiar with his arrest? Like, was that? No, I don't know too much about. I mean, I I very peripherally know Ken Dixon. No, I mean, everyone does. He's a he's around. He's a big guy. Well, uh, accounts of it kind of go back and forth. So I don't want to get like too like I've heard some specifics that I almost don't even believe about the incident. But there was like a kid who was like heckling in the crowd. He was working babyface at the time. There was like a kid who was heckling in the him in the crowd, and he like I've heard I've heard anywhere from that he slapped the kid to that he picked the kid up and slammed him. I was just like, oh man. So I don't know. I, I I got a I got a kick out of that. Not in the, not a kick out of it. Like haha, funny kid got slammed. I'm just like, damn, I can't believe he did that shit. And I don't know. Something about drunk me that just likes digging that one up in particular. I mean, it's it's not you know, you're talking about hills to die on. That's not one of them. Ken Dixon, not yeah. not a hill to die on. No. no. Well, you know what? That's the best advice anyone could have given me. <laughs> this is I mean <laughs> I mean, I, who knows what happened? You don't know what happened, but that it mm. did happen. If it did or if it didn't, like if that was the case, like he's already got to live with that. He's got to live with himself for having being dumb enough to make that mistake. So uh, just let him have it. You don't have to, you don't All have right. to bring it back up. It's not, it's, not, it's not serving you in any way. All it's going to do is get you blackballed before you ever get oh, any yeah. tokens. You're probably right about that. So, uh, you know, uh, Ken, Ken's a good wrestler. I mean, I don't oh, know. that he is. Like so, I said, I'm a, I'm a big MCW guy. No, so, but if you want to like learn from him, it's probably best to not be his enemy. Like, if you want him to teach you some stuff, he might not want to even be associated with you in any way. That's that sucks. And what access did you have to people who you were a fan of when you were a kid? people who could actually do something for you or do something to you that would ruin your entire career. Yeah. I don't need all that. What? No, no. Say, sorry, Kenny. Sorry, man. I, I'm a, I'm an idiot and uh, I like your wrestling and I want to be somebody who studies under you. Like I can formally do that here. I have a platform. Hi, Ken. Hi, hi, friends of Ken. Hi, Fellow MCW fans, I this is my legitimate, honest, formal apology for uh, giving Ken Dixon flack online. Uh, I was I was out of line, and uh, uh, it was immature of me. And uh, in the future, I will uh, not, you know, do that shit because it's not right. Listen to Corey here. You know, oh, that, that 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 way. Yeah, it's the Corey here. He's the vet. He knows what's best, and he put me in my place. You, you can clip that if you want. Sure. <laughs> you have the ability to do those as well. You don't need my help. Oh, I wasn't asking you. I was telling people, but I didn't. Oh. I, I can. I can clip this. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Go okay. right. Go right ahead. 
Um, I'm not clipping that. That's... Just a couple more things real quick, and then I'll send you off into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake. Nah, I've heard that one before. Okay. I get a lot of those. So, uh, this this audio, this 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 platform, this this stage, this microphone, this stuff, this recording is outliving us. And and who's to say that you know? Who's to say that we're going to be around in twenty years? But you know, like regardless of whether we are or we aren't, this this episode right here. 191 stumbles across the people who love you the most. Your, your, who knows your future kids, your future wife, 20 years from now, um, they're, they're listening back to this to find out what their dad or their husband was like, or your parents are trying to find out what their kid was like. And in this very moment, uh, you're speaking directly to them. This is audio time travel. You're a capsule. You're a time capsule right to those people. The next words that you say, are directed towards them and not me. Well, shoot. Um, hides everybody, probably myself. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully I'm still around. Um, well, you're young and you're stupid, but you're doing this. And uh, I hope that, well, th th this is, you know what? At first I'll speak to myself and then I'll, I'll speak to everyone else. But you. Aussie crash. You're young and you're stupid and you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Um, but you might do a lot of things right. And um, I, I just kind of hope that you can look back at, uh, at this time right now, you know, 2023 and uh, know that you've, you know, made the right choices that you put in the work and that you stuck to this. I hope you're in uh, an amazing place now. Not that I'm not you know, not that I'm in a horrible place as I am. I'm, I'm quite happy. Uh, but just, uh, I'm proud of you. Um, I, well, I don't know. Is, is that, so, can I tell my future self that I'm proud of them? Is that how that works? Is that how time travel works? I, I don't know. You could possibly say that because like, at least, at least what they've done is live <laughs> long enough to listen to this episode of the podcast. I'm proud of you for getting as far as you've gotten. No, Exactly. Um, shoot, but yeah, everyone else out there, um, damn, I, I wouldn't even know what to say. Um, well, if I'm, if I'm dead, I'm sorry I left you, but I'm, I'm now immortalized in the, uh, in episode 191 of Evolving with Corey Castle. That's an awesome number. It's a palindrome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've really been put on the spot here. I, I don't. I don't know what else to say. How you guys doing? What's up? <laughs> What's up, dude? Spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler alert! No, that's not spoiler. They they have the spoiler. They they're have having, the knowledge. Yeah. The, the, give me the spoiler alerts. Text them back if the technology exists to text back. Like where, oh yeah, where? It, it, if you have access to time travel, anything like that, um, I know space-time continuum, and you don't want to mess with the flow and stuff. And I'm the type of person to be like, well, I don't have any regrets because they are where I am now. No, there's got to be at least one thing where I put my foot in my mouth or something like that, egg on my face. You can help me out right now. So definitely do that. That's all I have to say to you. Thank you so much. I love and, you all. And future people, future world. Uh, future selves 
uh, hit subscribe. Hit subscribe. <laughs> Go ahead and follow it. Go ahead. and If this is your first time listening to Evolving with Corey Castle or your first time checking me out, the first time you have ever heard of me, this is the first time you've ever seen anything I've ever done or watched anything I've ever done. Dude, go ahead and go ahead and check out the archives. Go back or follow me on Instagram or on uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash evolving with Corey Castle. And uh, man, stick with me, man. I, I appreciate you guys so much. I say I, I say constantly. Uh, and and if you've heard me say it, cool. It, it's fine to be said a bunch of times because we consume so much content throughout the day that some of the very important things sometimes get lost. I, I, I want to make it, I want to make it known how much I appreciate the effort, the effort, the currency of your effort and your attention means more to me than the, than the money in your wallet. And uh, the fact that you've spent any of your currency here on me uh, makes me want to ask you, um, you know, just, uh, Comment sometimes. Tell me that you know. Tell me what you think of the show. Uh, you know, maybe maybe hit me up in DMs. They're wide open, as, as you can clearly see. Oh yeah, I, I right on brand. I crashed this party. I hit him up. I was like, hey, put me on your fucking podcast. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe in a little bit more words. Yeah, it was it was something different, but it was happening something like that. Yeah, go go ahead and reach out to me anytime. Um, continue to feel welcome to do that, and. Um, you know, um, the the way we wrap up the show uh, is normally. Do you know who Jerry Springer is? Yeah, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Is that how we do? We chant Corey. On the end of the shows, he would do uh, Jerry Jerry's final thought. Does that sound familiar to you? Yeah. Okay. So hypothetically, I'm gifting you this show. This has been your first episode of Evolving with Ozzy Crash. In a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, how would you wrap it all up in a in a pretty little bow to give us the best takeaways to inspire us to be a better version of ourselves? Oh, you you, you had me until the end there. Be a better version of yourself. Oh, I mean, just fucking be nice to people, dude. Like it's not that hard. Like just just be just be a cool person. Don't don't be don't be poopy. If you're poopy, come on, quit cut all that out. Quit doing the. Quit doing stuff. that. No, like genuinely, just like fucking, like even if it's even if it's just little things. Call call a relative. Your grandma probably doesn't get a lot of people on her line. Just, just call her. Just call her. Come on, like you, check up on your friends. You know, even the ones that you think are okay. Just, just check in every once in a while. They'll they'll appreciate it. I guarantee. You. Do you do any impressions? Uh oh no, not on the spot. Um. What's your best impression? Uh, my my best impression was goofy, but I haven't I haven't done it in a minute. I don't, I don't know I don't know if I want to do that. I'll I'll give you a little I'll give you a little like something like anecdotal though, like uh, just to just to leave it off on instead instead of instead there's of being no, nice to people. There is no instead. I'm sorry about that, pal. Oh, there's no instead. There's no instead. No this this is this is uh. Them's the rules. It feels like that. <laughs> but but if if you don't want to do it, that's totally fine too. But uh, 
usually I say like in whatever your your best impression is, if you'll say the catchphrase that we end on is be fun, have safe, keep evolving. All right. <clears throat> be fun, uh, have safe, and keep evolving. That, that's great. Thank you. That was really good. Everybody, like I said, if this is the first time checking out the show, make sure you keep on checking out. Subscribe on the YouTube. Leave a comment. Let me know you exist. You know, if you see these clips, share the clips up, man. Uh, and uh, be kinder to yourselves, man, all the time. Be kind to yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. No one else knows every thought that you have and every expectation that you have. Like, it's not as much pressure as you think it is. Pressure like a drip, drip, drip. That'll never stop. Let it stop. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving. And...